You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey. Hello, everybody. Welcome back, or if it's your first time, welcome to the ToneMob.com podcast, uh, the show about guitar tone and the people behind it. As you are, or if you're new, you're not aware, I'm your host, Blake Weiland, and with me today I have a man who has ca- cost us all, you know, thousands of dollars, Mr. Andy Martin of <laughs> Pro Guitar Shop fame. What's going on, man? Hey, Blake. Good to be here. Uh, you know, ironically, we're in the same town, but somehow it's it's easier to do remote things sometimes because you can just sit down and just like do your thing instead of setting Definitely. up the rig or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know, in modern age, it's just better just to do something over the internet, obviously. <laughs> which is which is kind of unfortunate in some ways, but yeah, we'll we'll hook up at uh, at one point or another. Yeah, I'm sure. yeah, I love that. Yeah. So I mean. I think people pretty much uh, pretty much know who you are based on the, what I just said, but um, <laughs> I guess we can get right into it, <laughs> sure. and maybe let's start off, I think probably the best place to start off is who you are and what you kind of do in the gear world, even though everyone already knows, and I feel like it should be <laughs> self-explanatory, but maybe we'll just give that a brief thing and we can get into the meat and potatoes. Sure. Um, well, I mean, I, 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 I pretty much film my life daily and, and try <laughs> to show everyone uh, the, the newest guitar gear and, and you know, stuff that, that's not readily available at every store. So we, you know, I, f- I shoot a video almost every day, try to, you know, make it as accurate as I can and, and you know, so they could, you know, get, so, you know, some reliable you know, or some accurate rep- representation of the gear and, uh, and just, you know, do my best and have fun and, and just do what I do, which is play guitar, which is what I've been doing since I was like 12. And, uh, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of the gist of it. And, uh, I've been doing it since, I want to say like 2006 or seven, um, back when there was only a few guys doing it. And luckily I'm still, still at it. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. That's uh that's pretty awesome. And I mean, you were definitely one of the first people I found um uh-huh. doing demos. I by I mean probably the only one I watched for a good long time. Not not <laughs> that there weren't a couple other guys maybe doing it around the same time, but it was just like wow, there's so many videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kept going and this is probably a couple years after you started. I must I'm just kind of trying to go into my own time frame probably in uh-huh. 2008 or so okay uh, so yeah it was a there was quite a backlog for me to go through <laughs> at that point um but i mean i guess what would probably be a the next ble- best place to go is like you know give us your musical backstory like what mm. made you start playing and then kind of how did that lead to you know working for pgs and doing what you're doing now how did that whole thing come apart you know come about um yeah well <clears throat> like i you know i said i started kind of early and um 
always just wanted to play guitar. I mean, my I th- my dad was a, obviously a big influence, and he got me listening to you know bands like Led Zeppelin and stuff at an early age. And <clears throat> I remember seeing the you know like that that film, The Song Remains the Same, and that was like the first like concert film I'd ever seen, and I was just hooked. And and uh, it kind of never looked back after that. And you know, pl- <clears throat> played a uh, played in bands like we all do in high school and stuff and and uh and then the past a uh, couple of years I was in LA and I started meeting these guys from Portland um and actually I was I was working at Full Tone for a couple of years and oh okay just as a just as an assembler you know but uh not glamorous but it was you know good uh you know obviously it, it was a a good thing it po- pointed me in the right direction and then so yeah, a yeah couple of, two or three of those guys were from portland which is kind of funny why they want to come to la and they were telling me how great portland was and i'm <laughs> like i want to get out of here let's you know let's check out portland and so yeah i just moved up there on a whim and and actually pro guitar shop was the first um was the first job I found and I was just working in shipping and, and just packing everything and, and doing some bookkeeping. And then, uh, it's, it was kind of, like you said, there weren't too many guys doing demos and, you know, we had all these brands, you know, like ZVAX and stuff that, you know, weren't really at your, you know, local stores. And, and so, uh, the owner was just like, you know, um, can you do this? You know, or, well, so I guess I skipped a point where I went to film school in, um, in, uh, orange, the city of orange. (laughs) And, uh, that could be crucial. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I, you know, and, but I wasn't really a big film buff. I was more into sound and, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, after, you know, the, the boss Aaron found out I, I did have a degree and, and I was a musician. He's like, well, can you, he's looking at the few available demos that were out there. And he's like, you know, can you do something like this? And I was like, sure. You know? And, and, uh, so that was kind of our goal to, to, you know, just do that, but way better and, and use like real editing and, and buy great gear and, and just do it right. You know, cause at that point it was just people with their, you know, camcorder and, you know, you hear the acoustic strumming more than, uh, of the electric guitar more than the, the amp or something, you know? So, right. And then, you know, you get all that weird compression from, from cam mics and stuff. So, um, so then, yeah, I just started out as just a test and there's, I think maybe a few early ones still floating around, but <laughs> of those early test videos, but, um, you know, like, I don't know, well, just kept them up for nostalgia, you know, but they're not the greatest sound quality. <laughs> right, but, right, right. Uh, and so, yeah, just, it just turned into, you know, what it is now. And, and I originally didn't plan on being in front of the camera. It was just like, <clears throat> you know, I really wanted to just play and, and, uh, turn some knobs, but you know, when you have, and then, you know, when you start demoing amps and guitars, you, you really want to, you know, obviously with the guitars, you want to show someone playing it. And, um, so yeah, I really was, you know, like studying film, you know, I was always trying to be behind the scenes, not in front of the camera. So it was kind of a weird twist, but I, I rolled with it. So, and that's, uh, kind of where I ended up. You know, right? <laughs> you know, just doing it over and over again. You know, eventually not not doing shipping anymore. And <laughs> oh, do, oh, do they don't have time. you packing the boxes. Okay, <laughs> no, no. well, <laughs> hey, man, we got to get this guy back to packing boxes. He was yeah. really good at it. Come on, <laughs> that's so. crazy. That that's really interesting. That I mean, 
you know, because because based on the some of the stuff I would have seen, it almost looks like you know <clears throat> you would have been kind of picked to do that, like almost like if they put a Craigslist ad out, this oh, is sure. what you would be yeah. looking for. Uh, so it's interesting <laughs> just kind of to see that it's just all a perfect kind of coincidence of yeah, yeah. of everything. Yeah, and and it really is. I mean, it's it's a it, it's. I'm really lucky that it's a kind of a the job is a perfect blend of the things that I've always been interested in. Um, you know, just music and and editing. You know, I was like I I love recording, and um, you know, I've always done that ever since you know, starting out with the four track. You know, and mm-hmm. um, oh yes, and it just you know that's that's always what I've been into. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a lot of work editing. I mean, it's like, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm editing more than I'm playing during the day. Um, so it's a lot of people just think I'm just coming in and playing and, and going out, you know, but, um, but I, you know, I love it, you know, every, every aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was my, um, assumption before I started talking to people like, Oh no, he uh-huh. does, he does all the, the heavy lifting too. Like not just <laughs> the, in front of the camera. Well, I mean, the heavy lifting is really the playing, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize that you are actually, you're pretty much in charge of the entire process from the time the mics go hot to it getting uploaded. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, <clears throat> you know, I don't want to exclude the, the people that, that do, you know, help me out. I mean, like the, I've always had, you know, we have, uh, you know, people that take pictures for, you know, the, the website and everything. So uh, luckily I haven't had to take, uh, take all the glam shots and stuff although i've i've, <laughs> I've been forced to a, a couple times you know and um but yeah i mean um and then you know it like i said it was really a one-man show from the big at the, at the start of it but um luckily i've had some help with uh you know finding doing a little more digging into the uh the companies and the products just so i could kind of keep going day to day you know i if i were to like you know, spend every day like researching every little thing. It's uh, I, I wouldn't be able to do the output I do. You know, <laughs> right, so, right. Um, so is it is it? I mean, you you said earlier on it that you're doing a video almost every day. Are you're mm-hmm. you yourself are putting out a video like five days a week, basically? Well, it's almost yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely recording something every day. Um, I'm in the I'm yeah I'm in the booth every day. I'm I'm editing every day, so it's uh, sometimes you know these a uh, little bit more elaborate you know things take a little bit longer. But yeah, we try not to really go too long, you know, because I mean, of course, I would love to take you know a week on one thing and then mm-hmm. you know make you know now that there's no limits on YouTube length, it's. I see people doing 25 minute demos, <laughs> so, uh, but you know, it is, I like to keep it kind of, kind of short and sweet, you know, like, cause, um, I think that's just, you know, you know, and people, I don't know if everyone has the attention span, you know, these days to, to sit and listen for 20 minutes, you know, but, uh, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe people would, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a. Uh, it, I think people would probably be interested in seeing you break down something technically. But when you, when you have the volume that you you guys have to output, it's just. I I think it's pretty well understood that that's just not feasible. Yeah, yeah. At this point, you know, it's uh, you know, who knows? Maybe down the line, we'll, you know, um, you know, get some, uh, you know, get some people helping out in the editing editing department or something like that. And but you never know. That's. Uh, I, I think there, yeah, there's definitely room to grow, and uh, 
and what we're doing. Like where that's another thing. I always try to, you know, keep it keep it fresh and not get stuck, you know. And that's why I didn't <laughs> that's why we you know, they put me in front of the camera and instead of staying behind it and pointing at a pedal, you know. So <laughs> Right, right, right. Cool, man. All right. Well I wanna switch gears a little bit. Uh yeah. I mean everybody knows you do demos and we could talk about the art and kind of the uh technique behind doing all that stuff, but I don't think that's why people tuned into this. So um I think <laughs> I kinda wanna dig into like like you personally, like I know you've played in bands on, on various levels and you, you have certain musical preferences. Like what you but you co- encompass so many styles in your demos, it's hard to be like, Well, and Andy, <laughs> he's a well, he's a Zeppelin fan or he's a grunge guy or no, he's a I don't know. Like so like what do you play when you play with bands and like what what's that like for you? What's your real passion in music? Well, uh, yeah, I mean I uh you know, I, oddly enough, I haven't really joined another band since I moved to Portland. But I, if I were to do another project, it, um, I mean, I, I like I said, I always have that sort of Zeppelin roots. But, um, you know, I I really dig like um, more like riff based music, you know, not not, you know, um, you know, not like very I don't remember what I'm trying to say here. You know, like you know, just the real <laughs> not, like not like a shreddy McShredderson type of exactly. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to try to say it in a way, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I've never been like sort of a virtuoso player, you know. And I've it's more like I'm I'm happy playing rhythm most of the time, you know. Especially just playing. Uh, I usually I'm like the the main or the only guitar player in the band, you know, because I'm just the way I've I've grown up playing. I like to kind of do rhythm and lead sort of together and that's you know all the people that i grew up listening to did the same you know um and i just find that every time i try to play with a two guitar band we you know you always have that sort of dueling mentality and you know and i would hate to just sit there and just play leads for the whole song i mean that would just i don't know i feel like i'm not carrying the song you know (laughs) um but back to styles you know um yeah i I definitely have a, a more of a roots in like seventies kind of style of music, but I definitely like to switch it up and 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 not just go so generic with it, you know. Like I'm not just gonna come out with, you know, like a song that sounds like Fog Hat or something, you know. Like I, I, <laughs> right. I definitely know that that's that's come and gone, and and like I really appreciate like stuff that like Josh Homme's done, where he's a huge Billy Gibbons fan, and you know, but he also likes, you know, he grew up on you know, misfits and stuff. So I always use his, him as, as an example because, um, well, mainly I would, you know, love to play with him, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, I, I mean, he's, yeah, he's like one of the fewer, few, um, players today that I think are, is, is kind of taking that, you know, old school rock, you know, influence, but like totally putting it in a new, uh, new direction, but it's still really great. Like guitar, riff oriented music and that's the thing i never really hear these days is just like good you know it's it's you know a lot of pop stuff is definitely not it's not guitar based music at all and um so you know i guess i, I stick to uh stick to where the guitar is i guess you know yeah you're a man after my own heart like yeah <laughs> this has been uh this has been a topic of conversation that has been brought up in like my facebook group and in uh-huh. on a couple other things like um and I actually was kind of uh, 
one guy I kind of asked is like, is guitar music dying? And that was kind of a, a <clears throat> podcast topic. Um, oh, and, yeah. and I've actually had some, like some people say, can we stop talking about this? <laughs> so, <laughs> which is understandable. Um, it is yeah. kind of a, a dead horse that's been beaten over and over again, but <laughs> I, I feel like it, I feel like it's worth revisiting, uh, for me at least just because whenever it is brought up in a public place, I tend to discover new artists that are b- kind of bringing it back. Um, yeah, yeah. That that's just me personally, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. So we we talked about Zeppelin. So do you have any other? I mean, Josh Homme, obviously. Which yeah, I love me some Queens of Stone Age and yeah, yeah. Ah oh, man, <laughs> I just uh, actually saw do you him have play others. With... Oh, I was. Um, well, yeah, you know. I think oh, you were gonna say you just saw him play with Iggy Pop, weren't you? Yeah, well, I don't know if you noticed that he came with, uh, with Iggy. Uh, so that was seeing those albums, uh, Lust for Life and and the Idiot played live because I I had the, those two albums in my car for like that was just like the default CD, you know. Actually, you could fit them all in one CD, which is a cool thing. <laughs> right, shorter <laughs> records. Yeah. Um, and then I heard from an interview that like that that album or one of those albums like was the, one of the main reasons why he left Caius. I was like, wow, I mean, that's, that's really, oh, wow. that's I really didn't know heavy. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know the extent of that, but um, I think he was, he was, you know, sort of, not to get too much into his stuff, but I think, you know, he was, you know, he already had his thing going when he was in Caius, and he, I think he was just too big for that band. So um, Yeah, I mean, but, I like uh, Caius too, but I agree. Yeah, so, you know, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know if you know, I don't know how long they would have endured, you know, with, with that style of music, you know, kind of. But, uh, but definitely love, yeah, I love Caius. But um, so, so this is a total side. But now that you've brought it up, I really <laughs> wanted, I really, really wanted to go to that show, and it oh, was sold yeah. out. Uh, so please do tell me how it was in as brief <laughs> as you can. <laughs> uh, it was just, it was amazing. I mean, like he's he's like sixty, right? Or yeah, no. He's oh, older he's older than, than that. that. Yeah. yeah, no, I think he's maybe 70. Um, and just totally showed everyone that, you know, what he could do still. still. And uh, I'm sure, yeah, put a lot of younger guys to shame, you know, that were there watching. And um, yeah, just tight band. I mean, like the drummer from Arctic Monkeys and mm-hmm. um, and just everything. I mean, the, the, the album... I mean, they almost played like, yeah, like those two albums in their entirety and stuff that I thought I'd never hear live. And, uh, and he's just going crazy. It's really cool to, to, to be part of that, but, to witness it, you know. But, that's nuts. Yeah, um, it's just funny that you bring it up and that we're talking about it because I was just watching for like the fifth time, uh, like Rollins, <laughs> like Henry Rollins when he did, I don't know if you've ever seen these videos where he, he basically does his spoken word thing and he talks uh-huh. about this time when he tried to out Iggy Pop, Iggy Pop, like multiple times. <laughs> yeah. And he just couldn't hang. Like, just, it, yeah. And we're talking about Rollins, like Rollins and no slouch. It's just, yeah. it's, it's hilarious <laughs> to, people should look that up. It's, it's, it's not for children, but it is quite <laughs> funny. Like, let me tell you, like, yeah. it, it's funny to hear it from his perspective, but man, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely got some good stories. I mean, um, yeah, my I grew up, you know, like my sister was a little bit older, so she showed me Rollins Band and and um, like going back to influences and stuff, you know. And um, I always kind of 
like to mix. That's kind of why I thought if I were to do another project, you know, a new project, it would be a, a sort of a mix of, you know, like, like I, I love Primus, you know, and like mm-hmm. that just playing, you know, because it, it meant that you could play weird, you know, you didn't have to stay in, in, uh, in the same blues box, you know, and, um, yeah, to get guitar you know, um, but, you know, yeah, I, I just don't, uh, I, sometimes I get kind of, you know, like we all do, we just like, we're looking for more, you know, and, and, uh, and so, yeah, that's kind of why I just draw from all these different influences and, you know, and like a lot of non-guitar stuff, like, um, like Gary Newman, like, I just love that, you know, like the replicas and, and two by army and stuff, you know, like just, mm-hmm. it sounds like guitar, but it's not, you know, it could be, um, and it's still like, again, it's like really riffy and it's heavy and it's got, you know, awesome rhythm section and, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, as far as like, you know, other influences, uh, um, you know, like the, like another, another sort of, you know, seventies sort of area I explored was more like, um, like early blues stuff, you know, like canned heat and buddy guy. Oh, yeah. And, um, oh, buddy guy, please. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, God, I mean, he, like there's some stuff from the fifties, uh, out there, some clips and, and he's playing stuff that like you wouldn't hear f- until like Hendrix was doing it, you know. It's just like really amazing. Um, so yeah, and, and that's stuff that I was discovering uh, on, you know, like checking out vinyl from the library, you know, <laughs> and uh, when growing up. And so before, <laughs> oh man, before we had the YouTube's, you know. <laughs> I know so, what you're talking about, and I feel like we're dating ourselves right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, and I'm under 40, so it's weird that we could talk about that, like, uh, days I'm on the cusp, the like, of, yeah. not of 40, but I'm on the yeah. cusp of when that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, and it, then all of a sudden it wasn't. I remember when that wasn't a thing. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know, Wampler always tells me I'm an old man in a young man's body, but, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty much true. And, uh, but, yeah, it's so funny that you brought that up, because it kind of, brought a whole bunch of memories just crashing into my head all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was this uh, library called the Brand Library. I think it was up in L.A. My my dad would actually go and, and uh, just get a stack of records and and, uh, and just show me stuff I never even knew, you know, like Larry Coriel and um, a lot of, you know, jazz stuff, of course. And um, But... Uh, um, yeah, there's this Canned Heat record that like really stuck with me, and um, it was live, a live album, and uh, just like some of the craziest fuzzed out, you know, blues kind of stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. um, and again, it was it's not you know like really traditional, it's you know it's kind of like you know just always doing something different, you know, so um, that's kind of how I like to do things, and not you know, that's why I, I don't know, it's like hard to find, yeah, like one one real style uh, to, to just stay in, you know, like sometimes I just wish I, you know, I, or not wish, but uh, sometimes I would rather just play bass for the day or something, you know, and um, yes, and just, I understand. You know, and I do, you know, <laughs> and so that I get lucky that I get to create, you know, backing tracks and stuff and, and play bass on them and um, do, do some fun stuff. So nice. Nice. Yeah. So so let's dig into your playing style a little bit because it's 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 fairly unique uh, oh, yeah. as as, as uh, compared to the general guitar population of which I consider myself. Uh-huh. Um, 
<laughs> you, you use your, only your fingers, but when I try to use only my fingers, I, I can make, like, you know, I can still play the same things I would normally play with a pick. Sure, yeah. But it yours sounds brighter and sharper, and I'm wondering <laughs> how you do that. I don't really know. I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, I, I'm using, I'm, I'm not really, yeah, using, like, the the soft part of the fingers. I mean, if like, you know, when it's people say it looks like I'm using a pick, I'm, I'm, I'm using a little bit of thumbnail in there. I can't just like bash on it the whole time, you know, because I, my nail would not survive, but it's kind of like selective. It's a selective thing where, you know, I don't always have to have that, that sound, you know, on every, you know, everything I'm playing. But if I just want to do a few chugs, you know, I could do it and, and, and just interject a little bit in there. But yeah, I've always liked, I've never liked to pick. I mean, it just starting, um, you know, I, I'd only did maybe a year of lessons and, and half the year I was trying to get out of using a pick. <laughs> and, uh, and I finally, you know, my, my dad, you know, he, he got me the lessons and he, and he finally had a talk with a guy. He's like, if, you know, if he doesn't want to let it, use a pick, you know, don't, you know, <laughs> just don't get in his way, you know, like basically convince him, you know, I'm paying you to, to, you know, for the lessons, you know, if he doesn't want to pick, then continue on without it. So, um, but so I, you know, I just developed that style and, and tried to try to do things that you guys do, I think a lot easier. <laughs> um, and it, so it's a, yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird way, a convoluted way of playing, you know, um, because a lot of times I, I, you know, like, obviously I couldn't, you know, do real fast, you know, um, you know, <laughs> you know, virtuoso stuff, you know, I mean, it, it just because the, you don't have the, uh, like I could kind of get away with it with the fast, you know, uh, picking sort of, uh, what's the, what's the word? Um, you know, just the fast, like flicking of the index oh. finger, you know, <laughs> right, right, uh, right. Yeah. Tre- like tre- tremolo picking, I guess. That's mm-hmm. the, um, but it's not something I could do like a whole song, you know? So again, it's like the, just a little bit of, uh, a little bit of fingernail just to kind of get some pick attack here and there. But for the most part, I just like playing with my fingers and, and also, um, you know, just, um, you know, I like playing more than one string at, at the, at a time. And I think that's a big part of, of why I like it because I, I'd like to be able to play, you know, a bass note and a, a higher note at the same time, you know, especially because that's, you know, when I grew up playing, I didn't have a bass player. I was just me and uh, a kid drummer, you know, so, uh, you kind of, you kind of, uh, have to play bass and guitar at the same time. <laughs> right. So, it- that's interesting because that's the only time that I finger pick uh, mm-hmm. is when I have to do things. That, I mean, I don't have like some sort of weird alien appendage that lets me uh, pick more than one scr- uh, string at a time. So oh, yeah. the only time I finger pick is is in those situations. And I find it actually very – I, I got to say I – kind of picked some of that up from watching your stuff oh, is yeah. like like i like oh i didn't know i could make sounds like that you know yeah uh, yeah um so it's really interesting to hear you talk about it and then like just everything that you're saying just kind of confirmed what i was thinking like oh okay well he's doing it for this reason probably but i yeah. don't know um and <clears throat> the thumbnail thing i was like i bet that's how he's doing it but I don't know. Yeah. And my thumb, you must have like drink a lot of milk and have a lot of calcium in you <laughs> or something because my thumbnails will blow apart. 
before I can do some of the stuff that you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe that the fact that the nail survived led me to just kind of pursue that path. Yeah, maybe if if I didn't have the nails for it, I, I wouldn't. I would have forced myself to to learn with a pick, you know. <laughs> but. Yeah, because I inadvertently hit strings sometimes when I'm picking. I choke up really, really high on it and do a lot of downstroking because I'm a weirdo. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll end up like busting my nail accidentally, even though I'm not finger picking. So, oh wow, yeah. <laughs> I've, and I've seen some of the stuff you do. I'm like, how is his fingers holding up? Why is he not spraying blood all over that guitar yeah, right yeah. now? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's like a, it's also a, um, a touch thing, you know, like. Um, like I was hearing, uh, reading that Billy Gibbons has like a really soft touch. And I was like, what? And, you know, he's playing with eights and sometimes sevens. And I'm like, he can't be, you know, that's such a heavy sound, you know, but he's just kind of gently, you know, brushing the strings and it's coming out like, you know. Oh, it's like, monstrous. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's another thing. Yeah, you don't always have to like really dig in there. And, um, you know, I find that, yeah, sometimes if I'm... Um, you know, playing acoustic, you know, and I try to do the same thing I do on, on electric. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'll just get a big blister on my thumb and, and, uh, and just have to grab a pick, you know, because like, <laughs> you know, you could get away, I could get away with playing with a pick with acoustic just because I'm not, I'm never, not ever doing anything, you know, fancy. It's just strumming. So, um, all right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's been a, something I've, I I knew it was sort of a weird thing, but that you know I didn't realize how weird it was until other people started <laughs> started watching. You know, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was kind of naive going into it. You know, thinking that although you know a lot of times I did you know would throw in a pick just because you know, especially for like lessons and stuff. You know, because I'm like, well, people aren't gonna you know be able to relate. So um, and that was actually it, it's kind of funny because it's I'm giving a lesson, but I had to like learn it first. You know, myself and uh, you know with a pick so everyone everyone's learning in those videos so oh that's it that's yeah. interesting i think yeah <laughs> that that's kind of what's cool about doing these things is because i think i think people have a a perception of you that you're you're some sort of like well you mentioned that you're not a virtuoso but like i think people have a perception of you that you are uh, oh. <laughs> and i don't know if that's cultivated you know or if it's just public just kind of gets opinions sometimes uh but everyone's like Andy just plays everything so good uh, so, <laughs> well there's uh, you know there's there's yeah. uh there's there's a thing called editing you know and uh oh and luckily luckily I, I went to school for editing you know or, or as part of it you know but you know yeah I mean I I definitely don't do any you know I definitely don't do everything in one take and um and I learn a, a lot of stuff from everyone out there you know um Sometimes it's like, you know, you know, sometimes watching like kids play a song is really, really good because you know that they've been instructed to do it like <laughs> accurately, you know? Um, right. But uh, I mean, for the most part, it's like I've, uh, you know, I'll, I won't really take on something unless I'm sort of already familiar with it anyway. Um, and, you know, it's like those songs that you've just heard forever, you know, and so you already know how the structure of it goes. You just got to kind of get the details ironed out. And and so, I'll, you know, um, so that's kind of, an, you know, to my advantage. If I was just tackling some completely different genre or, you know, I mean, yeah, they would be, it would take, take a lot longer. And, uh, you know, I'm just just normal you know like everyone else (laughs) 
Oh, I instantly feel a little bit better about myself as a yeah. guitar player. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, sorry, I'm not shatter. the only one. <laughs> I'm not the only one who cherry picks their clips that they post on the internet. This is yeah. great. <laughs> oh wait, well, everyone yeah. does that. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's why. Yeah, people take months and months for for an album, you know, because yeah, you know, they're just they're getting the good stuff out there, uh, and that's why it's like funny, like when Hendrix albums are still coming out you know that he wouldn't have, he wouldn't approve of that stuff you know like, no they're no. just digging through everything you know in the bottom of the drawer and you know i'm just like ah still coming out with albums huh right <laughs> like like this was in Jimi hendrix's sock drawer stuffed way back in the corner and actually yeah. locked in the safe and it said do not open but at the do same it. time we're gonna go ahead and put it out there for public consumption yeah yeah uh, it's like yeah and jimmy's just going come on thanks guys you yeah, know i right. contribute i contribute little wing and you put out my uh <laughs> i don't even know what to say yeah uh, i was trying to like millie vanilli song or something i don't yeah, know yeah right right <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, but on the flip side, I bet you every everything that Prince has in that vault is is gold. You know, I mean, since you know he was just oh. such a perfectionist, and you know, who knows? I mean, how many? I don't know if we're ever gonna. Are we gonna see that stuff? Hear that stuff? Um, have you? I I don't know. I was just reading this terrible article the other day about like. I don't know. I don't want to get into the. Let's not get negative. It just sounded yeah. very not like we weren't going to hear it, and I was kind of depressed about it. So, oh man. Um, hopefully that's not true. Yeah. Ho hopefully yeah, not. Yeah. So, here, <laughs> let, let's shift gears, and I'm gonna I'm sure. gonna be very very unfair with you. Mm -hmm. Um, so hope you're prepared for this question. It's gonna <laughs> okay. probably make you go, hmm, ha. I don't know. I played more pedals than anyone. Uh, <laughs> To date, what do you like? I was gonna say one, but let's 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 make it not quite so mean. <laughs> to date, what are your favorite top three pedals that you've played, or maybe it doesn't have to be of all time, but ones that come to your brain? Um, let's see. Um, well, I'm kind of biased on this one, but um, because I kind of had a hand in in. In, in in the sounds of it which is the that alter ego uh delay mm -hmm. um just because uh, you know i was able to like take like you know i have i love echoplexes i mean I've, I've i've probably had a dozen of them and and it's only that number because they always break you know right um, and uh so i took you know one that's currently working and and i was able to like get really close i mean you know as close as software will will, will allow you know and um and so yeah and, and that's like one of the first pedals that uh that made me go wow I, you know I, I have an alternative for once you know right um, so yeah i mean that that's definitely one of them um and i i would just say uh any kind of like fuzz face in general you know because i'm a, i love fuzz i i think you can never oh. have enough fuzz you know oh please come yeah. over to my house <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic yeah um just and and you know well i got i got lucky and and was able to score a, a 69 fuzz um when i was uh, at full tone and i was mm -hmm. able to pick my own nkts actually one of them's like nkt and one of them's a different one because they were running low at that point uh but i like it and um 
And so that really set me on that path of, you know, of a, a nice germanium fuzz face that will act like an overdrive if you clean up. And, yeah. And uh, that's like something I never really, you know, um, and I'm sure a lot of people that say they don't like fuzz, they probably haven't experienced a great, you know, and it doesn't have to be germanium, but, you know, just a great versatile fuzz that will respond, you know, to, to changes in volume, you know, and clean up some, you know, like you know, a lot of fuzzes with a lot of gain, you know, or, or more than more components than you need will, will, will not clean up as much because they're trying to do a lot. They're trying to clip and do all these other things. And, um, but yeah, that's, so definitely fuzz face and, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of a, something in a different category. <laughs> it can be whatever, whatever you want. Yeah, it. Um, you're well, you, you know, have are like the expert in this uh, field right now. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is tricky because like yeah, I don't I don't um I want people to just you know and it you can you can do favorites you know. and notables that would yeah, be acceptable yeah. in this case. Well, I, you know, I have to, I have to say that um um just any kind of like light overdrive that. Because I'm I'm a fan of amp overdrive first of all, so um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm a Marshall guy and or or more I'd say more of an EL34 guy uh, in general okay. because um, because most of my amps have those, but I I have a uh, you know old orange that I've I've had forever and um, but I'd say more recently I've, in and actually finding some some great marshals that I've, I'm more of a Marshall guy, but um, so anyway, so like for overdrive, I, I think. You know, there's there's a lot to be said for just a good solid uh, low gain overdrive, or just a even a, just a really nice clean boost. You know, like um, what you know Petty John is doing, and just real. Oh yeah. You mm -hmm. know, like like studio quality stuff. Um, you know, uh, something something that's not gonna get in the way of your amp, but but you know, a lot of times your amp just needs a little bit more. You know, and you, you don't want to add all this. You know diode clipping and stuff you know um and it's different for everyone's amps you know obviously but uh so you know and then so yeah so something like uh um like the rc booster you know which is kind of an oh, underrated yes. pedal you know i um, agree that is an and that, very underrated yeah. pedal yeah and and the fact that it's got an active eq which i think i mean there's still overdrives every year that come out and they don't even do that you know um and uh and the, actually their bb preamp um I'm a fan mm -hmm. of because my main overdrive, uh, you know, still is um, an old Marshall Bluesbreaker pedal. Um, and that is like, I'm not really using that for a lot of gain, but uh, it's just something that always just kind of agreed with Marshalls and, and the orange, which is even more picky. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, I guess like if I had to narrow down an overdrive and this is this is good for me because they don't I mean, there's no one really, you know, reissuing this one yet. So I, I'd say the Marshall, uh, the Blues Breaker is definitely the, the, the first overdrive on my list. So. Nice. Um, yeah. And then I just love I love phasers, too. I mean, I, I've, I have probably more fuzzes and phasers than anything, uh, which is kind of funny. But uh, I just like. Like, you know, the first one I got was actually a Phase 45, and I, I got rid of it. That was the one that got away, and it was a script logo. <laughs> oh, no. And, uh, and oh. I was like, I wanted, you know, I wanted a... I wanted the phase on the rover and and uh, and you know all this other you know other stuff and um, and it was too subtle for me you know and so I traded in for a phase ninety and um, and then I wish I would have kept the forty five but luckily yeah. they they've they've brought them back um, a few right. years but 
Um, and then, yeah, I just kind of like that subtle squishiness and, and univibe stuff, you know. Um, but so, again, I'm not giving you favorites, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I really, yeah, any um, any univibe with actual photo cells in it is, uh, is all right with me, you know. Um, I've had one of the first uh, Voodoo Lab uh, micro vibes that uh-huh. it didn't even it didn't even have an LED on it and uh, it had a, I had to change out the the DC jack on it because it was the you know the the other kind you know like the DOD style yeah 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 and, um, and that was like my favorite vibe forever you know and um, I don't know if it had to do with being an older one where they're you know the the circuit boards were different different back then so. Um, yeah, basically everything Hendrix played, I like. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. That's, yeah. You stole the line right out of my mouth. I was like, it really yeah. sounds like you just like won all Hendrix pedals. That's really interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, but it's, yeah, and then the Equiplex is in there, so it's a little bit, mm. little bit. Uh, little Gilmore. Page. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, I, I mean, I've, I've really kept it simple as far as my, my favorites and stuff. And, I mean, I definitely like, you know, like octave pedals and, um, and but you know I just found like playing live like just less is more you know and that, like I always just you know can get away with playing it with maybe a, a f- you know a fuzz a wah and a delay or something you know and then if your amp is getting you overdrive then you don't need an overdrive and um, you could just do a lot right there yeah so so I I I've never gotten well. That nah, doesn't really count. I've never gotten to play an actual Echoplex, and it like oh. hurts my heart, <laughs> uh, uh, like badly. Yeah, um, I Man, want you know, one it's so am- bad. It's amazing that you could still find them. Well, actually, you know, re- in the, maybe the past year because I'm still looking. I'm I'm always trying to find that deal, but I don't think I've ever overpaid. You know, paid over four or five hundred bucks for one. Oh, um, really? Yeah, just because I, I'm just always looking, and uh, and sometimes you could get them. Whereas people don't really know what's wrong with them and you, they sell it without the tape. And so score, you know, you just get it right, and get right. clean the heads and, you know, um, or, you know, you, you know, you have to do a cap job on it. It's not an arm and a leg. It's still cheaper than buying a minty one for 1200 bucks, you know, which is kind of what they're going for maybe nine to 12 these days, which is unbelievable. <laughs> um, especially. That, yeah. Just, considering the maintenance and everything. And I don't think even Eric Johnson's using his echo plexes anymore. I think he's, he's moved on. Do you know what he's moved on to? Cause that uh, would know, be I, interesting. I think he was using that, the bell epoch or, um, I think that's what I heard. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I think he's still, you know, I'm not really, I'm not really, uh, you know, hip on what he's doing these days. <laughs> right. I, yeah. But yeah, but knowing yeah. you know Catlin Bread and stuff being in town, that I think they, uh, I think they mentioned that. So, well, very cool. Yeah. Well, like I, when you gave me those prices, my jaw kind of like hit the floor because I'm like used <laughs> to looking at like seven to nine is like on the cheap side, and I'm like I can't do that. I want <laughs> to do it so bad, but I can't quite do it. Yeah. Um, I kind of I feel like I kind of need to at some point because. The fact that I've not, I've had, I've uh, tried some like homemade, like jankety things uh, as uh-huh. far as real tape delay goes. Oh yeah, and and they're really really cool. But I I feel like to complete my um, you know, 
proper gearhead education, I got to try a real Echoplex. It's just kind it's of kind obscene. Of an, it's kind of an eye-opener because I think a lot of people, um, you know, just from maybe from what, uh, you know, the designs that are out there that are supposed to emulate tape, um, I, I think a lot of them don't really get it right because the, it's actually a very bright delay. It's, it's, it's almost as bright as digital, you know, it's, and it's oh, definitely wow. not as, definitely not as dark as, as an analog delay. I mean, it has like, you know, it's tape. It, it has a really good fidelity for, for the first few repeats. Um, and then depending on how old your, your, your one, you know, I mean, they all sound different too. You know, I'm like, I have a couple that are, um, are kind of darker than, than the ones I've had in the past, but, uh, in general, and like when I was doing the alter ego thing, I, I made sure that the bottom kind of slowly drops out rather than, Mm -hmm. I mean, and then, you know, the top does too, but the big part of that sort of like real crystally sound is that the bottom, every repeat, the bottom is just slowly going away, but you could still hear the repeats clearly. and, And that's, that's key, I think. And then, and then of course, getting the right modulation, uh, you know, from the pinch roller always being, you know, kind of worn and the tape not being wound maybe as, as it should be or something, you know, and you have, right. all these other, you have all these parts that are, that are, um, you know, like a true, like a Echoplex probably perfectly tuned, uh, hardly has any modulation. I think people probably wouldn't want that, you know, <laughs> right. uh, it's, it's just a little bit. Yeah. You might, you might even think it sounds like a digital delay or something. So, um, but uh yeah it's it's definitely it's a cool thing and and the the preamp it's funny because it, i never really paid attention to the echoplex preamp it because it it's not a it's not a boost you know it's it's like a you know it's a buffer but um it's only when they started coming out with the pedals that put you know the preamp in there that they started adding you know a little bit more oomph you know but uh it's not a it's not a huge you know like it's not a huge bump and gain, you know, it's just, I mean, it definitely changes the feel, uh, with some compression and, you know, some, there's definitely some coloring going on, but, uh, right. Yeah. It's funny. I never really thought that, it, wow, I'm, how come when I play Echoplex, there's so much more gain, you know, it's, it's, that never occurred to me. Um, but it, you know, maybe just because I always played through, um, you know, Marshall style amps that maybe it, it got, <laughs> right. kind of, it got, maybe it got kind of buried, who knows? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I always thought that was kind of funny. Like, what? Why, why would you want the preamp? You know, it's just <laughs> yeah. But uh, and you know, in the the Dunlop reissue too, I think it's very true um, to the Echoplex because it yeah, it doesn't really push a lot. It's not like some of the other ones. Um, so I think they actually went a real accurate route with that preamp. That's really interesting. So, yeah, I, I just had another thing click in my brain when you were talking about like obviously you've mentioned the Marshalls multiple times throughout this oh. <laughs> uh this conversation <laughs> yeah. but it just kind of clicked in my brain wait a second i'm used to andy playing through a deluxe reverb yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> like what's going on here yeah. uh well and I, mean, I, I think i know why but go yeah. ahead and tell everybody why well i mean i yeah the, the thing is like how would you know whether the overdrive especially if it was like a light overdrive how would you know that that's the the pedal or the amp you know and um and that's one reason and then um and like we wanted to just keep it uh, very consistent so you could just be you know so it could be really subjective you know or just um um you know like if if you hear one overdrive through the amp you could really 
know that oh yeah that's the pedal doing that and then you click over mm-hmm. another video and yep same amp so it's a different sound which must be the pedal um and yeah i mean and it's, it's it was kind of a learning experience for me too because i've i've never been a of a clean amp guy i mean i've had some fenders you know um and i always just ended up wanting to get drive out of it naturally <laughs> right um, and so um but yeah it's, it's i mean it's and it's turned out to be a really man such a reliable amp and, and just such a versatile thing for for being a you know 20 watt amp um but uh but yeah you know i mean it gets you know if you were to take it on stage unless you had you know maybe an extension cab or you know really great mic setup that you know i've never found that a 112 uh is enough for me um you know especially i guess it depends on what how loud your drummer is but um i've always you know so like yeah it would have to be maybe be the the uh you know the deluxe and an extension cab or something to, to for me to be able to play that live right 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 yeah. So this this is kind of another aside, but we are getting mm-hmm. semi close to the end. Actually, I mean I could go all night if you would like. <laughs> like we could go till the sun comes up and I'd be okay yeah. with me. Uh you might as well just hop in the car, you know, and drive on yeah. over with the couple right. echoplexes. I got plenty of fuzz we can run through these things. <laughs> yeah, all like, right, man. Um But I was kind of just thinking like, what do you anticipate the future? Of not just kind of, I mean, you play all kinds of effects. That's that's why I have to ask you this. Mm-hmm. What do you see coming down the pipeline that you think is going to be kind of a game changer? And you don't have to tell me about any secret prototype things that you know about that no one's supposed to know. But mm-hmm. is there are there certain companies or certain styles of product that you think will just be kind of blowing up here pretty um... soon? Well, I mean, I yeah, I don't want to. I don't know if I could name any specific company because I'm sure everyone's got some some really cool, you know, because the and the the age we're living in, you know, um, that you could do so many great emulations, you know, um, like like that Bell Epoch, you know, it's like wow, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they've really got the the sound of that, you know, and um, yeah, I mean, I I mean, just personally, I think it's 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 really cool to mix digital control and analog circuits you know mm. and um I just, chase bliss uh, yeah well <laughs> and i mean even before that uh, uh to go back to tc and you know, they had that nova drive oh, yes. which i don't really think was a real hot ticket but okay like, well, hold on with, we gotta we gotta yeah. we gotta stop this train <laughs> we have to stop this train right now because this is going to be hilarious to you. Uh, yeah. Or I don't know, hilarious. You're not, it's not like you're watching <laughs> Louis C.K. or something. Yeah, but it's hilarious. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... Okay, that was one of the first uh, drive pedals I bought. Oh, and really? it was and, and And, I mean, I bought a TS9 and a couple other things. But, like, that was very, like, early on in the collection. And... It was based on your demo, and I still own that hmm. thing, and I still say how that is a extremely underrated pedal Definitely. to this day. After everything I've played, I think that that the Nova yeah. Drive is so versatile and so un- underrated. Oh, of course. I mean, and the fact that you could save presets, you know, and if you're into MIDI, you know, I mean, that's well, that's another thing. I was uh, you're asking about the future. It's like I always hated MIDI. <laughs> growing yeah. up because because when you thought of it you thought of that guy with the full rack of 80s gear and you know and it was just gross you know yeah but but now and um especially with like sampling 
um because i love you know like really you know like vst instruments and stuff you know like really great samples of like you know like think of it if i could if I could sample a Mellotron with my guitar via yeah. video, you know, and like mm-hmm. the actual Mellotron tapes, you know, that are, that are digitized. And, uh, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, that's, I think that there's a real big future there. Um, and, uh, yeah, the digital control, I mean, the, you, you know, you have in that, in that pedal, you have a, what is it? A rat and a tube screamer ish. Yeah. You know, kind of. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, I mean, that's yeah. such a huge range. And then, you, yeah. Um, I think that, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, yeah, there's just so many possibilities that no one's really grabbed yet. And then um, a clean blend. It also has a clean blend. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, ah, uh, <laughs> I'm frustrated that that pedal isn't selling out the door. I know that TC's doing just fine, but uh, like, yeah. <laughs> I, that pedal is so underrated to me and you can do so much with it and i am shocked that it didn't do better than it did yeah yeah definitely yeah i mean it could just be yeah the, the digital still scares a lot of people and uh but man it shouldn't after what's been coming out you know i mean even since like the line six days you know or early days you know like with the dl4 i mean that was a real eye-opener for me um and, you know hearing that you know that pedal and I was like, okay, they're getting, they're getting there, you know? So, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that's my take on the, on what's happening <laughs> in the future. What's happening, what's <laughs> yeah. happening or happened like five yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> and nobody caught on to it. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's always how it is, you know? Yeah. That's uh, there's always that delay, you yeah, know, no pun intended, but, uh, right. <laughs> do you think do you think that that's something that's kind of like inherent in guitar players as uh, in general like we seem to be really yeah. unaccepting of new things sometimes that's not yeah. a general rule it's only sometimes that we're unaccepting of new things yeah i mean i guess yeah we're we have our we have our favorites you know i mean even in a world that we didn't, you know, in like, you know, let's say like the Stradivarius and all that, that whole world too, you know, they have their, you know, there's, there's, there's tradition and that basically you could just sum it up that way. You know, there's Mm -hmm. tradition that people don't want to abandon and, uh, for, for good reason. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it is, but until somebody does something really creative with, with, uh, like, you know, like with something new, like Tom Morello or something where, you know, like the whammy, I remember just, it was, yeah, I remember playing one at a, at a at an old music store growing up and it was sitting on collecting dust. And I was like, Oh, I'll just play with this whammy, you know? And, and, uh, and then, you know, I don't know, maybe like four years later that, you know, he was doing this thing with rage and, and everyone wanted a whammy. You know? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I think it takes the right person to, to kind of show what, to, you know, new, new stuff can do. Right. So, right. Yeah. So, um, since this, this episode won't be coming out until next week. Mm-hmm. Why don't you, uh, if you can, I don't know, this might be a little, we're getting to the end. That's the only reason I do it. Okay. And uh, I normally at this joint juncture, I would say like, try to plug your stuff. Um, but oh. everyone kind of already knows your stuff. So it's kind of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, uh, keep watching. I don't know. Yeah. That's... Keep watching <laughs> yeah. Andy at ProGuitarShop.com. Like, there you go. Yeah, like, yeah. You, uh, yeah. Um, so where I was going to go with this is like, what's, 
on the bench right now that'll be dropping eh, late next week that you can uh, kind of say is pretty pretty cool or um you know well, whatever uh, whatever your well, feelings are on it. <laughs> well, I mean, actually, it's kind of yeah weird timing. Uh, I mean, they just uh, are we were finally able to release the um. Uh, the MXR reverb, you know, and oh wow, yeah, so that that just came out today, so everyone will have already seen it, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, that's I think that's pretty huge because it, you know, that's their first digital pedal, you know, they've always been mm-hmm. analog, and uh, so yeah, going back to the whole digital thing, I mean, it's like everyone everyone knows that you gotta you you gotta eventually go there, and uh, um, and yeah, it's you know, um. I think George Tripps had his his hands in there, and um, oh, interesting. And, yeah, and it's really, I mean, yeah, blew me away, and especially just the spring. You know, like they they said they they couldn't leave it, they couldn't let it leave unless it had a really convincing spring, and they you know they definitely did it. You know, it's uh, it's got the boing, you know. So, and then and then you know if you want you know the the shimmer stuff, you know that they've. It's really a cool take on that. It's not just trying to copy, you know, um, the Shimmer thing. It's it's in true MXR fashion. They do their own thing, you know. So um, yeah. So I mean, it's uh, it's yeah. It's kind of late now, but I think that's definitely one of the the coolest things to have come out. And then you know, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be more because we got you know Summer Nam coming, and mm-hmm. um, there's always something cool, which is great. You know, it keeps me busy. <laughs> so, there you uh, go. Yeah. All right. Well, I would be, I think that uh, the fans of the Tone Mob uh, <laughs> podcast would roast me alive if I didn't ask you this question. All right. This will be the, this will be the last question. <laughs> and it's not, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, we agreed to not do anything too hard hitting. <laughs> but, um, I mean, let's be honest. This All is right. pretty, this is pretty personal. All right. So, so Mr. Andy Martin, what is, your favorite pizza? Oh, man, that's tough. You know why? Because mm-hmm. I, I do know why. Because you live in Portland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> you know, that's a, yeah. That's a really interesting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I. It used to be pepperoni. No. No questions asked. But mm-hmm. uh, these days, I'm trying to uh, to lay off lay off all those. Uh, what are those nitrates? You know, those things that oh. get you. They will. Um, uh, don't tell yeah. me. That. I don't. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> And my wife's a vegetarian, so um, it's like inevitable uh, that, I, I, that I'm going to be just, you know, be that in a few yeah. years. Well, I'm, I'm thinking uh, of you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, okay, so I'll, I'll give you an answer, though. I mean, I think if it has to be, you know, an answer, I would just, I'm just going to go cheese. Man. Sometimes Ooh. too much is, is too much, you know, or, or a little bit is too much. So, you know, can't go wrong. Oh, man, you and Paul Reed Smith have something in common. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He likes a cheese pizza himself. Yeah. Um, so there you go. That's yeah. not a bad company to be in. Yeah, definitely. I'll take that. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, you know what? That has actually brought us like right, like right to the hour mark. All um, right. Yeah, it didn't feel like it. That was yeah. That no, was fun. No, it's no. It's usually easier than most people anticipate. It's, it's like, oh, really? I didn't realize. But yeah, we're uh, right at that hour mark, and uh, really, really glad we were finally able to do this. Uh, 
Yeah, th- me too. I think that we we got a lot of nuggets out of there, and uh, <laughs> now that I know you're as big of a fuzz fiend as I am, yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah, you, we're gonna have to make a make things meet up at some point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean that, and that's that's the the great thing about you know fuzz is that there's always just some new twist on it. You know, it's like there's mm-hmm. never never enough. Yeah, never enough fuzz. <laughs> Well, I feel like that's a pretty good place to leave it. But I, I, I normally do a little outro pl- piece here um, where I some say something. But I feel like if you put on your your uh, demo guy hat for a second, it'll be oh, better. Sure. It'll be much better if you do it. Um, <laughs> is that cool? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What do you want me to say? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, if you could say, um, so normally it would be backwards from this, but if you could say, um, for Blake Wylan, I'm Andy Martin, and as always, good luck and good tones. That would make my whole day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for Blake Wyland, I'm Andy Martin, and as always, good luck and good tones. Thanks for listening. Yes. Yes, finally. So glad to put that episode out for you guys. That was a uh, really fun and it's been on the books for a while, so really glad we were able to get that out there for you. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did cuz um Andy was a real treat to talk to. So I just want to leave you with this one last quick thought. I know I keep teasing things and teasing things and I'm just a horrible person for doing that, but I really mean it this time. It's, it's, oh, it's so close I can taste it. The secret project that I keep kind of him and hawing over, it's really finally a reality. And if you want to know about it first, make sure you head over to ToneMob.com and join the mob. Join the mailing list. That is where all the juicy details are going to get shared. So, stage one is going to be dropping really soon, and you're going to want to be a part of it. So... Thanks for listening, as always. Don't forget to tell your friends, and I'll talk to you next time. One last thing before we totally sign off here. I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com slash StringJoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things. And by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings, so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style? Again, the link for that is tonemob.com slash stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. 
He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple, and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstory as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gunstreet harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunstreetWiringShop.com and check them out.